A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Nitin Manchanda. I was waiting for it. Thank you so much. I love it. <laughs> and we'll be talking about cracking the code secrets to enterprise SEO success. And more specifically, talking about it from an agency point of view or a, or a freelancer point of view. When I'm working with an enterprise, a large-scale enterprise on SEO, how do I help them? in the most effective, efficient manner with their organic traffic. But before that, on Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard and Nitin Manchanda, we're going to look at your brand, sir. I brought up Botspresso. Botpresso, excuse me, my mistake. Uh, I think that's a great name. And it's going to be easy to brand because it's original. And this is the generative AI result from Google, which isn't bad. I would suggest that you would want to get your site up in the cards up there. Um, that would simply suggest that your site isn't, doesn't yet have a sufficiently clear explanation of who you are and what you do. But here it says Botspresso is a technical SEO agency based in Berlin, Germany. The company was founded in 2020 and helps clients with SEO strategies for long-term gain. Botspresso's team of SEO professionals have experience from all over the world. Botspresso's name is a play on crawling bots and espresso. That's pretty good. Thank is you. Is that a fair, a fair description of your company? Absolutely. Yeah. We are high on caffeine all the time, and we need our crawling bots, and that's it. Everything else we have to scale a brand. Coffee and bots. Brilliant stuff. And then I looked up your name, and I, th- oh, I thought this was really sweet. Um, I was in Las Vegas. Well, I wasn't. I was emulating at Las Vegas. And we came up with a Google map uh, of Delhi, New Delhi. But you're still there, Nitman. So that's, um, if anybody's interested in Brand SERPs and Knowledge Panels, join the ClayCube Knowledge Panel and Brand SERP Support Group. And we talk about this stuff all the time, why we might have got a, a Google Maps there from New Delhi, even though we were in Las Vegas. That's curious. And I haven't dug down enough to find out. But then I thought I would, uh, excuse me, compare Google AI versus Bing's AI. And I think you'll agree here for the audio listeners you can't see it. Would you agree, Nitin? Bing is doing a better job. Who is Nitin Manchanda? Yeah, I would say so. And I think the map that you were showing, right, that is from another Nitin Manchanda who is based out of Delhi and he's an astrologer. So in oh. fact, when I, <laughs> yeah, in fact, I think when I joined Trivago, I searched for my name on Google and that guy was appearing everywhere. And I was like, hey, you know, there's like massive brand conflict. So I need to work on that. So I did not put like any extra or explicit efforts, but I just worked on my profile. I started speaking more. I started publishing. And I think now I own a decent space if you talk about my branded SERP there. Yeah. But this uh, yeah. Google, uh, you know, listing that so you see there. Coming that's back not to the me. astrologer. So it just yeah. made me realize the fact that we're in Las Vegas doesn't matter if you're looking at the stars. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you that's can true. show you need Delhi, which is lovely. So Google got it right. Yeah. And sorry, this this mm-hmm. result of Google versus Bing. I mean, Bing Bing does really well. Nitin Manchanda is the founder and chief SEO consultant at Bot, Bot Presso, and Google simply doesn't even try. So yeah. That was our interesting brand SERP today. Um, everybody needs to work on their brand SERP, so it's not a criticism of you. Even I, who've been working on it for 10 years, keep working on it day in and day out. You are listening to Branded Search and Beyond with Jason Barnard. Now, back to the show. 
So let's get on to the topic for today, cracking the code secrets to enterprise SEO success. My first question is, what is an enterprise? How you, do you define that? Yeah, well, for me, I think if you, uh, you know, differentiate enterprise SEO with SEO, the normal term, right, when we talk about it. So I think enterprise SEO is more scale. When you're working for a brand where we have like maybe millions of landing pages, you're solving a problem at a massive scale, which is going to impact a lot of users, maybe millions of them, right? That is where, you know, the concept of enterprise comes. Because there, whatever problems you're facing or solving, they're at massive scale. So with that, with this scale, there are like 100 other problems which come along. And you need to look at each one of them and look at the impact that you can potentially bring. So the, the question of in, enterprise is more the size of the site than the size of the company. Exactly, yeah. So huge sites like Trivago, where you used to work, mm-hmm. millions of pages, hundreds of millions of pages? Definitely, Definitely yes. So okay, Trivago so where does enterprise start? Well, there is uh, like no like official uh, definition of that, right? So if, so if you're talking about a website with 10,000 10, pages, but they are massive, and deliberately they want to keep the number of pages to 10,000 and not increase to 10 million, right? But the problems that you are solving there, maybe you're producing content at scale. So even if you're producing content at scale for 10,000 pages, that's not a tiny thing, right? You can't just make two people sit and write this content, right? You are solving these problems using uh, technology, right? Or maybe even if you are going in a manual way as well, so you are building processes, you know the impact is going to be massive. So yeah. It's about the impact. It's about, you know, the approach that a company is taking. So, yeah, I would say, like, there is no magic number which can be considered here as, uh, you know, the number of landing pages. But, yeah, uh, probably if you're talking about a website with 100 pages, maybe a blog, even if it's a big company, right? But if you have a WordPress blog with 100 pages, right, you should not be calling that as enterprise SEO because that's rather tiny. If you want to get the content done even manually, it can be done in a week's time. Right. If you want to right. fix everything manually, you can still do that. You do not need that scale approach there. That's a really important distinction because I we're starting to work with a, a huge company, but they've got a tiny website. So that's mm-hmm. an enterprise SEO, even though it's an enterprise level enterprise, as it were. So we're looking immediately at scale, which is something I've never been particularly interested in and never really worked on. Not because, sorry, not interested in it. I've been intrigued by it, but nobody's ever asked me to do it. So the first thing is, how do you get the clients? You were saying it's a year-long process to actually sign them, so you can't be in a rush. Yeah, well, absolutely. So I think, again, uh, here I'll be talking about uh, personal branding, even though I'm I'm not great at it. But I think uh, when I started doing webinars for SEMrush, that was like five and a half, six years back, right? Since then, implicitly, it started to build. I had no idea, you know, that I'm working on my personal brand as well. I was just doing it Mm. for fun because I was loving speaking to people like you, right? Mm. So I I started doing that and gradually I realized that I'm building my personal brand because when I went to India or even, you know, after that, I I was in Brighton SEO for a conference and there, you know, I met Craig Campbell. And he's mm. a massive name, right? But he, he, was, he was there. I was standing in the queue. He came to me. He was like, hey, mate, good to see you here. I was like, mm. man, come on. Like someone like him knows me. That's a mm. big thing. And that, that's when I realized, hey, you know, personal brand branding is pretty, pretty awesome. And then I met like a lot of amazing people there. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Aleda Solis. She was also mm. there. And uh, we went for lunch as well. So I think, yeah, uh, this, this, this was all possible because of personal branding, what I was doing for the community. Right. And right. now this personal brand uh, stayed with me. And when I decided to build my own brand, Botpresso, 
and uh, yeah i spoke with my wife I, of course i'm in uh, you know saying no to a good salary check and starting something from scratch is not right. easy mm. so i was thinking okay well is it the good time i sat with my wife i was like hey you know i want to do it because after 5 years i don't want to you know feel regret about it that i didn't even try so i want to try it i want to give it 12 months to see whether i can you know make it work or not but luckily in 3 months time i was at the same run rate uh, that of my salary so i was like okay it works totally mm-hmm. and now i think in the first uh, year or so i whatever business i got i would say like 80% of that came through my personal brand so people who know me directly or indirectly and then started i started to get more business through word of mouth right oh. but initially it was like you know a uh, personal brand so people they say they 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 saw on linkedin that hey i started my own consultancy they were like hey we see you doing that let's work together i was like yeah let's get on a call and these calls were also you know pretty quick so uh, we, we were speaking about this right that enterprise uh, closing an enterprise cl- uh, contract yeah. is not easy it takes a lot of time right but i'm talking about an enterprise uh, client where i got on a call with the uh, the cto of the company it was scheduled for uh, 30 minutes but in 23 minutes we wrapped up the call and the last statement uh, from him was okay please send me the contract and let's get started from tomorrow i was like man this is crazy right so that's a really interesting point I and mean, it's wonderful as well if you have a personal brand people know what they're getting into when they talk to you and we find this as well at calicube in less than half an hour we can sell to the clients because they say well, i know what you do i know what i want yeah. the question now is how much does it cost and how does it all work Um mm-hmm. so the personal brand is hugely important and when we talk about enterprise you're right you can have enterprise size websites from smaller companies where the CTO can make the decision on a half an hour call and that's how mm-hmm. you can get the quick income whilst you're waiting for that year long process with huge huge <laughs> companies uh, yeah. who have incredibly complex contract mm-hmm. and agreement structures and decision structures so that's the secret for you building the agency with those enterprise size sites but with mid-sized business definitely and i personally love enterprise seo because i was a global head of seo for trivago and then moved to omio and uh, now i'm working with some massive brands for example there's this company called lenscart that's based out of india but they are they're a massive international brand working with them and then i also am working with headout which is a travel tech uh, based out of india they are a us registered company but yeah there are a lot of international uh, not international sorry but enterprise level uh, you know brands i'm working with and i love that i love the mm. challenge the challenges which are coming my way every single day and it is right. yeah um, well what are the challenges was the question so we've got through how do you yeah, yeah. get the clients now yeah. what are the challenges that they face that i wouldn't expect to somebody who hasn't worked on these massive sites definitely so i can i can talk about like uh, you know some of the core challenges which will kind of summarize uh, the answer that i want to give to this question so i'm working with a client where they have 80 million landing pages 80 80 right and now when when i looked at the product right i was trying to understand how many of these pages roughly because you can't go of course one by one for every single page but i high level wanted to understand how many these pages are serving unique content or bringing unique value for search engine bots as well as users and mm. when we did, did some analysis the number went down to 1.5 million so we said mm. okay we do not need to index 80 million landing pages that is where our crawl budget is completely exhausted and google is not even able to you know crawl the right pages which can potentially bring business for us so we re- reduce the number and now we are at 1.7 million we are we are still you know like optimizing it further 
right? I think the next iteration we're going live with roughly 1 million pages, and then we will probably run a couple of more iterations. And the aim is if we get the number down to less than 500,000, right, that would be great. And then here, so this is the problem, right? Indexation. So they were indexing literally everything. But then, mm -hmm. you know, I when I scanned the, 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 the entire system, I suggested them not to basically index everything and focus on the pages which can potentially bring you traffic. So crawl budget optimization is one problem that I'm solving here. Indexation right. is another problem, which also brings the problem of cannibalization. If you have 80 million pages, you probably have thousands of pages which are talking about the same stuff. Why do you want to have thousands of pages talking about the same stuff, right? So solving that problem is, so there are a lot of problems which are connected and of course content. So if you have 80 million pages, how would you ensure that you have kind of unique value proposition on every single page? It is impossible, right. at least in this particular case, right? Yeah. And so solving a lot of problems together, yeah. No, you mentioned a unique value proposition, which is a very marketing thing to say and not an SEO thing to say, mm -hmm. which I think is a huge yeah. change in the SEO industry over the last couple of years, is moving to become marketers and thinking in terms mm -hmm. of unique value proposition. Are we being useful? Yeah. Are we being helpful? Are we providing an answer or a solution to the user? Definitely. I think if you are working on SEO only to generate traffic, you are on the wrong, wrong track, I'm sorry. Mm. But if you're thinking about generating traffic, which is meaningful, which can bring you the dollar value, I think that is where you should be thinking about. And here, my goal was to understand, okay, you know, if there is someone who's searching for something XYZ, and I have 1000 pages which are internally competing, right? No point. I can rather focus on, okay, what is the most eligible page where, where I have content, which is probably answering the user's intent in the best possible way, right? If I'm able to focus on that page and bring it up, then that is definitely going to bring me the dollar value as well. Then just, you know, making everything index and then bring users on the website and they say, hey, no, this is not what we were expecting. We will never come back to this website, right? So I wanted to make sure the experience is uh, smooth. And we are not just uh, getting a user on the on the website, but we are getting them and keeping them with us forever. So that's the mindset I had there. Right, and, and it's part of your way of convincing your clients to reduce the number of pages in this particular case by saying that, because a lot of people would say, well, 80 million, the more, the better. Oh yes, absolutely. I think uh, these conversations are difficult, especially with the people who do not understand SEO. And I think the good part with, with enterprise SEO is you don't have to go all in straight away. If you say, hey, 80 million pages, tomorrow let's go to 1 million. It can also give you massive dent on your uh, revenue, right? And when you're talking about 80 million pages, and even if they were getting, let's say, just one session per month on mm -hmm. every single page, yeah, you are talking about minus 79 million. They would not mm -hmm. agree to this, right? But you can think about A-B test. You can think about uh, you know running experiments around it. So you can say, hey, let's do this on these 1 million pages, right? So on risk, what we have is one, so again, same theory, right? One, uh, let's say one session per right. landing page. So one on risk, what we have is 1 million landing pages. However, you can uh, you know, run another risk analysis on top of that and pick the pages which are not generating any traffic. So you're not losing. Right. If you're looking at last six, uh, you know, traffic generated by these pages, let's talk about pages which did not generate even a single session in last six months. And let's focus only on them to see what is the impact they're bringing. You can run those experiments and prove the value that you were talking about. And once you are able to prove that, then you can also convince, you know, the management or the stakeholders who are involved here that, hey, this works. Look, we were looking at these KPIs and here I'm able to prove that. 
And they would say, okay, that looks good. Let's scale it up. So from 1 million, you can go to 5 million, to 10 million, to 20, and so on you can scale. You don't have to go all in. Right. Yeah, which is something I'd be very bad at, is doing it in steps instead of just going all out and doing it in one go to see what happens. But obviously, I would only ever do that with my own website, not a client's website. Uh, what tools do you use for this? Because at that kind of scale, as you say, you're not going to be using Search Console. Oh, definitely. Uh, so Search Console is definitely like one tool that I use. However, Search Console is not the only tool I use. So Because it I doesn't go on deep crawl. enough. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Right. So what I use is OnCrawl. That is uh, my favorite, uh, I would say, enterprise-level SEO tool. And of course, that comes from France here, yeah? your country. <laughs> so yeah, I love that tool. And they also give you an option of integrating Google Search Console, Google Analytics, and you know your log file data as well. So I think with all this awesomeness at one place, it makes my life super easy analyzing these different pages. And what I use on, uh, so that is a implicit on-crawl feature, segmentation. What I do is when I'm crawling a website, I create segments so that I know uh, you know how many pages I have in bucket A, which is let's say page type, let's say store pages, and then I have category pages, product pages, for instance. So you can create those segments. And that makes my life easy because now I know, for example, category pages are the most important pages from business perspective. So I can focus mm -hmm. only on them. And then I look, hey, you know, category pages are bringing 90% of, of the business, but out of 80 million, I have 79.5 million pages, which are some other types. So I know where the problem is and I can easily solve those problems. Yeah. Right. When you're doing segmentation, you can you can segment by page type, but can you also segment by category and by topicality or just category? Yeah, everything. Like all the data you are, you have uh, with you. So you can use uh, URL slugs to segment that, right? Mm -hmm. You can also use, uh, let's say, anything that you have in Google Analytics or Google uh, Search Console. So for example, if you want to say, hey, all the pages which brought me at least 1,000 sessions in last one month, that okay. is my premium pages. You can create those clusters as well, yeah. And, that's and then you like, export the million that you're going to destroy, no index, or whatever you decide to do with them, and say to your client, Let, this, is the, this is the data set. And you can make sure that it, it's representative of a segment in one way or another. Exactly. So you can then compare it and look what happens to that segment. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you can definitely do that, but I think that's not scalable, right? Because ah. right now there are 80 million. Tomorrow the number increases to uh, 100 million, right? You have 20 million new pages. So would you mm. be going again and taking the export, right? That is the problem. So what I try to do is, so when I see, okay, these are the problematic, let's say 79 million pages, I try to understand the pattern there. Mm. And once we have the patterns, we can find a programmatic solution that, okay, you know, now in the backend, we have a rule which says, okay, if you, ha if you have a page with less than this much content, then mm. it is no index by default. So by doing that, we are fixing it once for all. We don't have to go there every week or every month and see, mm. okay, what are the new pages which are causing problem? Because now we have a default solution. And if you want to, yeah, just review it every now and then, you can always do that. Right. So you're looking for sustainable and scalable solutions with systems. And that's the thing is having a system. And that's what machines love. And that's presumably Absolutely. what Google loves. Oh, absolutely. And I'm from an engineering background myself. So yeah. I do not uh, look for or do not, you know, look to solve temporary uh, like problems temporarily. So I'm looking always looking for patterns and thinking about how I can fix it once for all so that I don't have to come back to this problem. We have a default solution which works like magic. So, yeah, I, I love that. Right. And how do you deal with content at scale? 
Well, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite topics. When I was oh, working sorry, at Omeo, so I'll I'll tell you a story as well. So when I was working at Omeo, we were at two hundred thousand landing pages, and then we did some uh, analysis. And apparently, in the in the past, before I joined, we did uh, some ramp down as well, where we had like five five hundred thousand pages, and mm. we reduced the number to two hundred one fifty thousand or something, right? And then gradually the number increased to two hundred thousand by the time I joined. So now. there were still a lot of intents a lot of topics for which we had landing pages but there were no index or they were not even created so we did mm. that analysis and we realized even if we do not go very aggressive with our indexation strategy right we need more number of landing pages and when we did our first analysis to understand where the demand is and we have the supply data as well so we should be creating more pages the number was supposed to reach 1 million right so i'm talking about 800000 new landing pages right. and here in berlin we were paying an agency who were writing content for us 80 uh, 80 euros per content piece which means if i'm going this with this manual approach first of all it will take like 500 years to get the content done because it's done manually right second i would need 800000 cross 80 that is 64 million euros for getting the content so of course i mean i could not say hey we need we need to raise a fund round mm. for content right <laughs> you can't get ask for that So here, the only solution was uh, finding a solution uh, to scale this content, and I'm talking about uh, multi-language content production. So we tried multiple solutions. In the end, we aligned on a conditional template-based so- uh, solution, which is called Rose NLG. So we used that machine, produced some content, used uh, some conditional templates to bring you know uniqueness in the content, and uh, we were confident because the result was pretty awesome. And we generated this content for FAQ kind of content. so that we could also implement faq schema and get more serp on real estate so we did that we uh, ran that for a smaller uh, sample set and the results were actually great because now we were getting more real estate uh, on serp right so our ctr improved massively and we started to rank for more keywords now which were now covered in the content and also for the keywords which were already covered before right we started ranking better for them so it was a win win from every angle Right? right so we were happy with the content sorry you're saying something no i was going to say what platform do you use for the tracking so uh, i i'll go there as well right, right. Uh, because yeah so uh, yeah we produce content and then we scaled it up and now we had content in one language we were very happy with that so what we did now next step was translating this content again using machines so we used deepl which is mm. way better than google translate so we used deepl to translate content it works like magic for european languages and then of course i didn't want to rely only on machines so i also included native speakers on top of the process they were giving me thumbs up that hey this content looks good so english to german translation perfect let's go with this right english to spanish english to finnish swedish french so all these languages we translated and i got thumbs up from everyone right there were some languages for example yeah english to swedish i think was not great right so we added you know some tweaks here and there but in the end we uh, got the desired outcome so yeah that's how we translated content using machines plus us you know like native speakers on the top of the process and we right. pushed that as well and the result were amazing again and about yeah now coming back to your question how did we track that so, so one do, we were sorry before that just to stick on the languages and then we can come to that yeah. so it's all getting mixed up sure. but you said english sure. wasn't particularly yeah. good english is no i said english to swedish translation wasn't ah. good but the uh, you were starting in english did you try translating into english or not at all uh we we did that as well so what we were doing was uh just to validate only through machine so we translated from english to german and then german to english back 
to see you know now how does my english content look the reverse translated yeah. version so we did that for validation but yeah our for us getting content in english was inexpensive right because there are a lot right. of english speakers all over the world right but if you are looking for swedish uh, speakers yeah you won't find so many that's why the content in swedish and other languages was uh, that was expensive and how good was the the translation once you'd gone to german then back to english was it still reasonable it was pretty was good it? yeah it really? was pretty ah. good yeah for for german was pretty good italian spanish and uh, i think like most of the uh, european languages it was pretty good except for some languages swedish for example now the yeah. tracking tool you use when you're doing it at this kind of st- scale yeah so for tracking we actually built like our own tool using multiple data sources right so yeah so and and it was basically a dashboard where we were pulling data from different sources for example for position tracking we wanted to understand how we are doing for the keywords we were already ranking for we were using semrush for that and mm-hmm. then for understanding how does our organic keyword cluster look which is like how many keywords you're ranking for today versus tomorrow right how it's expanding or not right for that also we were using semrush that works pretty good for european languages keyword tracking yeah so that was our uh, default tool for this and then we wanted to understand cdr for that of course google search console that's pretty handy but we were using google search console apis to pull this data mm. so that we have a- access to more data than you know what you get in the the in the Interface, ui tool yeah. there yeah in the interface yeah so yeah that's how we were uh, you know collecting all this data and then we were also uh, you know collecting data from our backend sources about revenue because we were interested in knowing okay we're getting more traffic we're getting better ctr how much does it bring for us right which the is, money part. which is the question traditionally seos often yes. forget to ask <laughs> um yes exactly what, one more thing that you want to share which is a specific problem for enterprise that other seo uh, projects don't have off you go uh what what is the problem that uh, enterprise as you mostly uh, what, faces what more problem that you think is hugely important that you need to share before the end of the show yeah i think we we spoke about scale and complexity we also mm. spoke about organizational silos and technical concerns i think another big uh, the big problem is governance and decision making so in ah. case of enterprise as you sometimes it just takes forever right even if you're talking about ab testing it takes forever because you need to do a lot of impact analysis you need to justify every single resource who would be involved in that and sometimes when you start working on it you get an estimation which is for example x days right and when you start working on that you realize it was 100x days that is also possible so estimation also can go completely wrong right mm. and when you and now here you know you the reason why i mentioned like you should not think about going all in because if let's say you are involving a team of 10 folks who are working on a project and it takes 6 months and then you say hey it was a failure it didn't work that's totally fine if 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 the project fails right but wasting 10 full time resources for 6 months that's really really problematic so if you could think about an mvp where you probably need just two resources couple of weeks and there you can prove whether it's work uh, it, it is working right. for you or not i think that is much better than you know going for the approach which i mentioned before about brilliant So work smart. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. That was brilliant, Nitin. I didn't know any of that stuff. So, next question, <laughs> last question, how important is branded search for enterprise SEO? Well, it is very important. I think uh it it plays a massive role because branded search is a mix of a lot of things. Once all the branded efforts you're putting and second your experience as well. 
if you're landing on a website, you're liking it, you are thinking that, okay, this is the place I want it to be, right? So next time you'll go and SERP and you'll probably do a branded search to mm-hmm. land on the website again, right? That that also defines how important your website is or how good your user experience is, which can retain these users with you forever. So I think it definitely plays a massive, massive role. And also when someone is searching for your brand, if you're not uh, considering branded search at all, and maybe there are a lot of negative reviews and people are just talking about, you know, negative stuff about your brand before even you get the click, you will lose that user once for all. So I think you should also be thinking about that, like what people are talking about your brand. And that is, I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that is also part of branded search, how you are looking at brand presence on the web, right? So I think that is also very crucial. Yeah, I think you've made two huge points. Number one is obviously on time, online reputation management, the reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other is is the obvious point that a lot of companies don't think about is once we know the brand name, we search the brand name to navigate to the website. And every time we navigate to the website through Google, we see that brand SERP. It needs to be hugely impressive. Thank you so much, Nitin. That was wonderful and a great conclusion for a branded search and beyond. On, on, on with Jason Barnard. And we're going to pass the baton to Philippe Van Dusen, build a powerful personal brand with content. Brand, personal, content, powerful, perfect. Yeah, definitely. I'll be more than happy. And I think it's a pleasure, you know, passing the baton here. So Philippe Van Dusen is next on the list. He's amazing. I was just checking his, uh, you know, uh, like presence online he's brilliant i'm really really looking forward to it and i think i can learn a lot because that's a topic which i need to work a lot on as as uh, jason presented as well today i'm really looking forward to it and i think everyone who is watching this should also be signing up for this this is going to be awesome brilliant yeah you were talking about personal branding how important it is it's been for you just setting up your business and getting started it's hugely important to me as well and philip is going to share his secrets next week thank you everyone for watching that was absolutely wonderful and Nitin, you get the outro song of course a quick goodbye to and the show thank you Nitin. thank you so Thanks much Jason. it was lovely catching up absolutely brilliant cali cube It's all about your brand, SERP.